The St. Louis Blues go on a record tear, scoring seven goals in one period. The San Jose Sharks have an exciting new rookie debut. And the Carolina Hurricanes are battling for first place in the Metropolitan Division. We've got all that and more coming up on this episode of the Locked On NHL podcast. Your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked On NHL podcast. Gil Martin, glad to be with you as I am every Monday, and thank you for making Locked On NHL your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. A record-setting and very important weekend for the St. Louis Blues. And Josh Hyman, the co-host of Locked On Blues, is here to talk about it. Josh, seven goals in the second period on Sunday. How do you? How does this happen, an explosion like that? Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy because uh, it was literally verbatim what my co-host and I said on Friday's episode. Uh, the St. Louis Blues played the Minnesota Wild yesterday on Saturday uh, and pretty much emptied the tank against who is going to be their first-round matchup in the playoffs, barring a drastic change of events in the last eight or so games of the season. Um, so we were kind of expecting the Blues to, in all honesty, lose today's game because they absolutely emptied the tank last night. Um, and I said verbatim, unless they go out and score six goals because they can do that. They must have they must have listened in because not only did they score six goals, they scored seven in one period. And that's just when you have as deep of an offense as the St. Louis Blues have, that can happen. You know, you just you just get hot. And when an offense that potent gets hot, it can be a seven goal period. And they did. What what did they do well in that period that, you know, besides the obvious skill that's there, what what did they how did they execute that seven goal period? Oh, I mean, it's kind of a culmination of what's been working for them all season. Um, it, it was just honestly just frustrating the Nashville Predators by keeping it simple, you know, making that extra pass, taking that taking that extra little second to think maybe there's another pass in lane that I'm not seeing. Like there wasn't really a whole lot of flashy goals in that period. It was just like not to riff on the Preds too much, but it was like the Blues were running practice drills out there just with the way that they were moving the puck around. It, it They just looked so comfortable and there wasn't a whole lot of like loose play. It was the Blues were dictating the pace the entirety of the 20 minutes. And like I said, when you, when you have an offense as potent as the St. Louis Blues, when you're dominating possession for an entire period and the puck's bouncing your way like it was this, this evening for the Blues, you can score a lot of goals in quick succession. They scored, I think, two or three goals in three minutes uh, to go along with seven goals in a period, franchise record. It's it's impressive because it really wasn't anything real flashy. You know, it's not like it's not like they went out there and just and just performed anomalies. They were just playing their game, and it happened to turn into seven goals. Seven different players already with twenty or more goals on this team. I mean, balance seems to be a big key for their success this year offensively. Yeah, and I think a perfect example is a guy like Jordan Cairo getting two goals tonight. He was a guy that started out the season on fire, um, you know, all-star appearance for him. 
And then post all-star break, he's been pretty poor. He hasn't had a two goal game in a long time. And even when a guy like Jordan Cairo, who is maybe the blues best offensive player goes cold, you still got six other guys with 20 plus goals and four guys that are in contention to being point per game for the season. And then you had guys like David Perron stepping it up, scoring tons of goals. Vladimir Tarasenko has like eight goals in his last five games or something ridiculous like that. He's having one of his best seasons of his career. Pavel Buchnevich is right up there with almost 25 goals. Ivan Barbashev, a guy that's been a third-line grinder for the Blues pretty much his entire career, surprising everybody with 20-plus goals this year. It's been like – it's just been when one guy kind of goes cold, someone else steps up and, and gets – ridiculously hot not just oh yeah scoring a goal here and there Tarasenko like I said eight goals in his last five games or something like that it's it's been like they've almost been having fun passing around the torch of who's going to lead the offense today you mentioned that almost certainly the wild will be the first round opponent how important is it to the blues to get home ice advantage and how do you feel about that matchup it I mean it's huge. The Blues and Wild are two teams that have both been really, really good at home this season. Um, and as was pretty obvious in yesterday's matchup, these two teams match up really, really well. They play a very similar game. The Blues went up, I think, four to one in that game and then eventually won six to five in overtime. So it's clear that there are gonna be no easy wins if and when the Blues play that that team in the playoffs. Um, even though their their recent success against the Wild is ridiculous, something like they haven't lost in the last 10 matchups. Um, it's pretty evident that these two teams are almost, you know, mirror images of one another uh, and no lead is safe. Again, blew a four, one lead. I don't want to talk about it. At least they got the win, but <laughs> it's home ice advantage could very well be the, the thing that moves the needle just enough to, to have the blues take the edge in that series, because it's, it's going to be a bloodbath if, and when that series occurs. Where do you see the goaltending when the playoffs start? Who's going to get uh, there? Are they going to alternate? Such a hard question. One guy. That's such a hard question because if you asked me this, you know, a week and a half ago, the answer would be far and away Billy Huso. Jordan Bennington, prior to like this last week, hadn't put up a respectable start in the year 2022, pretty much. Um, and then all of a sudden he comes out and has, I think, he, three pretty strong, solid starts in a row. And it's all of a sudden like, well, right now, Billy Hoos was the starter, but with the way that they're giving Jordan Bennington more and more games, who's to say they're not ramping up to have him sort of take over. I really think, I, I really think it's not decided right now. I could be wrong, but I think it's, I think if the playoffs start tomorrow, it's Billy Huso, but there's a very good chance that Bennington gets more and more games as the, as the, the season comes to a close, you know, there's, I think eight games left. Maybe he gets half of them. Um, and who knows? I, if if Jordan Bennington continues to play like this down the stretch, it's going to be a tough call. I mean, I would still put, like I said, Billy Huso at that one A position, but Bennington's been been redeeming himself for sure, and it's a very good problem to have. I think the Capitals did it in 2018. Braden Holtby came off the bench for them in the first one or two games, and then he won them a Stanley Cup. So, never going to complain about having two two good goaltenders. Special teams, a big reason for the Blues' success this year. Second in the league on the power play, sixth on the PK. How important will that be come playoff time? Huge. I mean, it's the same things that ha gave the Blues success today against the Predators. Like I said, they were just making that extra pass, uh, moving the puck around like it was a passing drill. And that has been the definition of the Blues' power play is this the crisp passes 
led by a guy like Robert Thomas, who has eyes in the back of his head. Um, if the Blues are going to rely on scoring, you know, four plus goals in the playoffs, which is a lot harder to do than the regular season, they're going to have to be kind of lights out on the power play. Um, and I think the other thing is they've they they haven't allowed a penalty kill uh, goal in like the last ten games, unless they allowed one today, and I'm just blanking. Um, but it's their penalty goal has been lights out as well. And like I said, they're they're a team that's kind of built on their offense. And when it gets harder to score goals, you're going to have to go like two for three on the power play most nights. And they have the potential to do that. So I, I again, if if it's not the home ice advantage that's going to give the Blues the edge, it'll be special teams because they're they're top five in the league in both, I believe. And they're uh, they're 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 it's their bread and butter right now. Josh, why don't you tell our listeners and our viewers where they could find you on social media and where they could find the podcast? Absolutely. So we are locked on blues on every social media platform that's out there pretty much. YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, even TikTok, uh, as much as it pains me to say it. Um, you can follow my Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. My co-host Tommy's not here right now, but I'm sure you'd appreciate the follow at TWelcher15. Uh, yeah, make sure you check us out there. We're putting out tons of episodes. You would have a ton of fun with the YouTube. So if you're a blues fan, please come give us a, a watch or a listen. All right, Josh Hyman, thanks so much for joining us today. Of course, thanks for having me. And uh, today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Our next partner has a product I literally use every day. I started taking AG1 because I really don't like taking pills and vitamins, and I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great, and I wanted to see what all the hype was about. I've heard so much good stuff about Athletic Greens, but what is it? Well, one, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All of these things. And it's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free or gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. And it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself and you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And welcome back to the Monday edition of the Locked On NHL podcast. And thank you for making Locked On NHL your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Right now, my pleasure to welcome back to the show from Locked On Sharks, J.D. Young. J.D., how are you? Good. Uh, we're not talking to Vander Kane today, so it's a, <laughs> a small miracle. We but, are moving yeah. forward. We are beyond Evander Kane, even with the 10-game losing streak that your team is suffering through. But the big story for San Jose right now, other than the losing streak, 
Thomas Bordalo making his debut, picking up an assist in the Sunday afternoon game against the Minnesota Wild. Uh, how important is he to the future of this franchise? I think he's he's a big going to be a big big part of the franchise's future. I mean, they've been very high on him since they drafted him in the second round, part of the the fabled 2022 draft class for the Sharks, which uh, had Ozzy Weisblatt, uh, Tristan Robbins. You have Daniel Gushin. Um, all these guys are going to be starting to kind of make their their way into the you know playing with the Barracuda next year and stuff like that. But Bortolo going to University of Michigan was part of that really loaded Michigan team, and you know of course they did they didn't kind of have the the ending that they wanted to, but I mean, you're seeing all these Michigan guys around the league kind of starting to make their impact already right away. But I mean, with Borlo is pretty interesting. So, in, you know, instead of just signing him to his ELC right away, they gave him the old amateur tryout, you know, it's that way he could play at the Barracuda, not eat a year of, of his ELC two games went by and they're like, screw that. You need to come play with the sharks. Cause he was too good for the Barracuda. He had three assists in his first game with the Barracuda and then uh, he looked really, really good in the second game of the Barracuda. And then they were like, sign your ELC and head on over to, to Minnesota to play with the, the Sharks in Minnesota. So, How did he look out there today? I mean, what, what was your first impression? He, he looked good. I mean, you know, he's definitely, um, you, have to, you know, he's going to have to, there's some things that he's going to have to learn that he can't get away with and that he could get away with in college and can't get away with in the pros. But I thought he looked really, uh, really good overall. He, he played third line center. He was um, had Noah Gregor and Rudolph Balsers who kind of both are those kind of mid six type of forwards. And he looked good. Noah Gregor, who was been shooting at uh, 3% for the entire season. He had a goal uh, based on some of uh, Bordelow's good work. Um, he set up Balsers on the first goal of the game with a nice, where he kind of beat a guy, um, won a puck battle behind the net, uh, shot around the rim, and then Balsers kind of did the rest there. But, you know, some things he's going to have to work on, you know, just like those moves that you could do in college and those little deeks and fakes that you could do in college and learning, you know, you don't have as much time and spaces as you used to. But, I mean, I thought he looked good. And, you know, he wasn't afraid to, especially because he's a bit smaller guy. He's 5'9", uh, but he wasn't afraid to get in there, get, you know, fight for the puck, um, you know, kind of do all that dirty work stuff. So, um, I know Bob Bugner was really happy with, with the way he performed. And he said that Balsers and Gregor had some of their best games. And that was because of Bordelow's, um, you know, just Bordelow being there. So, um, you know, he got to play a little bit of power play time. And I think as since the season's already lost for the Sharks, you'll probably get to see more and more ice time and more and more responsibilities for Bordelow as, as the season kind of winds down here. Obviously, you know, the 10 game losing streak, not going to make the playoffs this year nope. after after a pretty good start uh, yeah. to the season. What are the Sharks looking for in these last couple of weeks of the season? I think it's again, it's, it's the how do these young guys play? They they've they started eight rookies today, um, you know, and I think it's just kind of getting these guys who are going to be a part of you know, either pieces or part of your next core, um, trying to get them valuable experience down the run here you know, where you're, they're playing meaningful games and meaningful minutes and kind of trying to gain some momentum going into the off season. And what's going to be a very interesting off season for the Sharks, especially with Doug Wilson stepping down, they're going to be, you know, they're looking for a new general manager. Um, there's questions about if Bob Boudin is going to be back, especially if there's a new general manager in town. Like, you know, so they're trying to kind of put together that, that highlight package going into the, into next season and kind of, stake their claim for why they should be on the sharks going into next year. And, and, you know, guys like 
Ryan Merkley, you know, who, who's kind of had an up and down season, you know, like you see the highlights and then, you know, it could be shift to shift, you know, where it's, wow, that's amazing what Ryan Merkley can do. And then you're just, you know, put your face in your hand, like, what are you doing, dude? Like type of things with him or, you know, guys like Jasper Weatherby or, you know, Scott Reedy, some of these younger guys who trying to make a, a, a claim and a stake to why, you know, they can be potential useful pieces for the Sharks going forward. Any idea what the Sharks are looking for in their next general manager and what kind of philosophy? That's that's going to be the big one. You know, I, it's going to be interesting if they're trying to look for, I mean, they, they keep saying they want to try to make the playoffs next year and, you know, they want to be playoff contenders next year. So are you going to look for a general manager who can kind of, add those pieces around kind of an aging core. You know, you just locked, uh, locked up Tomas Hurdle for the next eight years. You know, you still have Logan Natora, Brett Burns, Eric Carlson, you know, all these guys who played really well that, you know, at times this year, um, are you going to be able to kind of supplement these guys with your core to try to, um, you know, make a run at the playoffs next year? Or you are they going to bring in a general manager who's finally decides, you know, it's, it's been, 15 almost 20 years now of of good play but it, it might be time for the reset button here and so i think that's that's kind of the big question right is what what type of general manager they're going to bring in is really going to kind of determine their future and it seems like if i had to guess they're going to try to find someone who kind of fits with the pieces they have you know joe will who's the assistant general manager he's been there forever um tim burke doug wilson jr both kind of in charge of the scouting and, and the draft and those guys have done a really great job with the draft recently you know so i think they're going to try to find someone who can kind of fit with the 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 foundation that's there and maybe just bring kind of a uh, fresh perspective and some new eyes to to the team any chance they hire from within there is i mean joe will is part of the interviewing process and i would assume either him or tim burke would probably be the two names that would kind of stand out um, as the next potential you know doug wilson jr who also seems like he might be a potential general manager down on the road uh, he's still too young i mean he's basically i think he's 35 or 30 like so he's basically our age and uh, they're not gonna you know bring in let somebody like that run the, the team right away but um I still think that they're looking for an outside voice, you know, to try to maybe bring in something like a fresh perspective and, and somebody new to the team. And, you know, we've had the, the teal curtain for a long, long time of just kind of quietness. And, you know, I think they're trying to, to bring somebody new in now. All right, JD, why don't you tell our viewers and our listeners where they could find you on social media and where they could find the podcast. They can find me at my fry hole. Um, of course, you can find the podcast wherever you get podcasts. As my child decides to fill up his water bottle right this second, um, you can all find us at Locked On Sharks on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And of course, subscribe to us on YouTube as we march ever closer to the uh, 1,000 subscribers. Go for it. All right, JD, thanks so much for joining us today. All right, thanks, Gil. And today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. And look, Stanley Cup playoffs are right around the corner, and there are plenty of things you could bet on once the playoffs get underway. Who's going to win the Stanley Cup? You have a big episode in mind. Maybe you want to pick a wild card team to beat a division winner. Get all the latest odds at 
BetOnline.net. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Have you tried the puffs? Well, if you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with incredible flavors like yummy, cinnamony, churro, coconut marshmallow, and my personal favorite, the banana cream pie. So good, these are going to be your new favorites. And look, most Built Bars contain just 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, Four net carbs, but pack 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. And welcome back to the Locked On NHL podcast. So glad you could join us, and thank you for making Locked On NHL your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. The Carolina Hurricanes are fighting for first place with the New York Rangers in the Metropolitan Division, and it's great to have Jared Ellis of Locked On Hurricanes back to talk about his team. And Jared, a little bit of a rough patch the last two games, a disappointing loss to Detroit, and a tough loss to, to Colorado. Uh, how? What is the emotional state of your team now after these last two games? I would say this rough patch, honestly, you know, you mentioned those last two losses, but I would say it honestly goes back to the beginning of March. It's been off and on, stop and start. Really since then, they've really been up and down in terms of obviously wins and losses, uh, offensive production, penalty kill, uh, success rate, it, it just all, all that stuff. Uh, it is going on there. I, I don't know what it is. Honestly, definitely the feeling right now is almost a bit of frustration because this team is better than that. I know that. You know it. They know that. Uh, and... With you at that game against Colorado, you we don't know as of this recording the state of Gordon Stahl and Frederick Anderson, but you lose your captain and your Vesna caliber goaltender in that game, and guys gotta step up. And thankfully, in that Colorado game, heading into that game, the power play had been 0 for 17 on their brief 17 opportunities, uh, and yeah, Andre Spetov was able to you know, kind of break that streak and get his 30th goal of the season, which is nice. But just as a whole, we're seems like we're cooling off when we should be heating up heading into the playoffs. Freddie, he's having an MRI tomorrow on – well, today on Monday. And Jordan Stahl, really no word as of right now, but that's looking like it could possibly be a concussion. So we'll just have to wait and see on that stuff. 
Yeah, concussion's always tricky. Could be a day or two, could be significantly longer. Who are some of the players, especially if Stahl is going to miss a little time, who you feel are the keys to turning this around and riding the ship right now? I feel, uh, you know, his line with Nino Niederreiter and Jesper Foss, they've been the Hurricanes' most consistent best line all season long. So obviously his line mates stepping up, of course, and continuing the success that they've been having throughout the year. But I've said multiple times on Locked on Hurricanes that this team is at their best when it's everyone up and down the lineup chipping in. And that includes your top guys, Sebastian Aho, Tavo Teravine, Andre Sveshkov, Vincent Trocek, as well as your depth guys you know, like Derek Sepon and Stephen Lawrence, then guys on defense as well. When everyone is on the same page and clicking, this team is at their best. So it's not one where you can necessarily pin it down to just one or two guys. It's literally everyone on that team needs to step up. As far as getting first place in the division is concerned, how important is that for Carolina this year? I think it's important. Obviously, we can see where the wild card stuff ends up of who we'd be facing. But I think it's very important for this team to win the division because, yeah, yeah, if you get second place, you'll have some home ice advantage in the playoffs. They want it the entire way uh, because PNC Arena is a notoriously tough place for opponents to come in and play. You have guys say that every time you know, it's brought up when they get interviewed about playing in Raleigh. I think it's very important for them to have as many advantages as they can heading into the postseason. And a big part of that is going to be winning that trip, getting to play the majority of your games at home in Raleigh. And I think that that's something that they're going to need, especially if you're going to be down some folks heading into the playoffs. Be at home where you feel comfortable. Yeah, they've been a really good road team this year, but they're best when they're at home, able to feed off the energy of their own fans. If Frederick Anderson is out for a significant amount of time, and we don't know that as of now, but how confident are you in Antti Ranta or any of the other goalies in the organization to start the playoffs? Uh, that's one that it's... A bit of a tough decision, really. Obviously, Ansi Rata, he's been on as late. He's been really good, and it's not that he can't play at all. Yeah, he obviously can't play. It's honestly, can his body hold up, especially if he has to be the guy heading into the playoffs? It's not a concern of him not being able to play. It's can his body hold up, and... As far as your know, guys getting called up, uh, I know Alex Lyon is hurt, so it will be him. And Jack LaFontaine, he's been kind of more – he just got called back up to the AHL because Lyon getting hurt. But he definitely ain't going to be it. Uh, nothing against the guy. He, he needs some time to develop some more. And actually, earlier today, I – not going to try to pronounce the last name because I have not yet learned how to pronounce it. Uh, but their goalie design from the KHL, Peter, 
Again, I do not know how to pronounce his last name, so I'm not going to try to butcher that and make people mad. But he was called up earlier this afternoon. He's the reigning AHL goalie of the month. And he's looked really, really good. And he's been really dominant. Uh, Sarah Ampata from Locked on Kings, Locked on AHL. She covers the Chicago Wolves for Kings Country. So she's seen a bunch of this, of this kid, and she's said just how good he is. So there's a lot of potential there. I know a lot of folks have been saying, you know, watch him come up and just take control and go off and be the guy heading into the playoffs. Yeah. And I would obviously love for that to happen. You know, pull, have him pull a six cam ward. If you come in as a rookie and just go off, that'd obviously be great, but we'll just have to wait and see when it comes to that. Should be an interesting stretch drive. Final four games of the year, all against division opponents. Uh, do you think that bodes well or poorly for the schedule? It'll be interesting to see. I think, whether or not it goes good or bad, I think we'll kind of have to wait and see how these injuries pan out. But it'll make for an interesting thing because you obviously cover a Metro team as well on Locked On Islanders. And you can attest to when these teams play each other, no matter where they're at in the division standings, they always bring a little bit extra when they play each other. And, you know, like the Islanders and Devils, you know, yeah, they're pretty much out of it at this point, but they can still spoil the party, you know? So you could just be going in there with nothing left to lose at this point. Just go in there and, lack of a better term, have fun and ruin the Hurricanes' playoff uh, standings. They could very well do that. And it'll be interesting to see how things shape up with this with these two injuries because I think that's going to have a very big bearing on this last stretch of games and headed into the playoffs. No question. Jared, why don't you tell our listeners and our viewers where they could find the podcast and where they could find you on social media? Yeah, you can find the podcast on any and all streaming platforms. It'll be on whatever you're listening to this show on. You can find it on YouTube at Locked on Hurricanes, and you can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes, myself on Twitter at Jaredells underscore 96. Excellent. Jared, thanks so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Thanks again for making Locked On NHL your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On NHL Podcast. I want to thank my guest, Josh Hyman of Locked On Blues, J.D. Young of Locked On Sharks, and Jared Ellis of Locked On Hurricanes. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and thanks again for listening to the Locked On NHL Podcast.